0: Very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again.
1: Eat him up. Enjoy.
0: Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Feeling It. Each week on this show, we like to share what pieces of pop culture we're really feeling. Whatever show, movie, song, or tech, we just can't get out of our heads. In addition to those picks, this week we'll be discussing Sandra Bullock's latest movie, The Lost City. But before we get started with all of that, let's introduce ourselves. And when we do, let's answer the question. What's your favorite Sandra Bullock movie?
1: I'm Lucas Wright from Chicago, and my favorite Sandra Bullock movie is probably Speed. But I will say I think her performance in The Proposal is by far her best performance of all time. (laughs) she is so funny in it she's very physical um i just think it's like it's peak sandra bullock but all that to say i have not seen miss congeniality so i think that'll <laughs> oh <laughs> that probably disqualifies God. me from answering any questions about Sandra Bullock.
0: i can't believe you haven't seen miss congeniality <laughs> mm. i know i know let's just say if like, i won the oscars this year <laughs> or i didn't um that would be exactly what I'd be making you watch, um, okay, well, I am Sandra omstutz I am in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am obsessed with Sandra Bullock. Um, my favorite Sandra Bullock movie, I have to say, is a movie that I watch every single year, and that is practical magic. um as a film the what that film evokes, the visuals, the mood. Everything about that movie I love. Um, but my favorite Sandra Bullock performance is, I think, her most underrated movie, and also very close to being one of, like, her best rom-coms, and she's in quite a few really good rom-coms, and that's Two Weeks Notice with Hugh Grant. Um, she's so funny in that, and that movie is actually really, really funny and perfectly romantic. Um... She plays, like, high stress in a very funny way. And, yeah, I love that movie.
1: I think she's an actress that is, like, for sure a comedian, but doesn't get... Kind of roped into, I think, the category of other like comedic actresses. Like, she gets a lot of dramatic parts, but she is such a comedian. It's, it's, yeah, she's, she's interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, she's very beautiful. And so she does
1: get, (laughs) that's the key.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She's very, she's beautiful. So she gets to be the lead and these romantic comedies and be hysterically funny. That's, that is the complexity of being Sandra Bullock, I guess. Okay, well, we're going to talk a lot more about Sandra Bullock later on in this show when we talk about The Lost City. But first, I want us to talk about whatever we're feeling this week. Lucas, what are you feeling?
1: Yeah, so this week I am feeling Holly Humberstone. She's a 22-year-old uh, British uh, indie pop singer, and I, which is definitely my vibe now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she, I think, follows in a lot of the, follows in the footsteps of like Haim and Phoebe Bridger's um, – she's definitely got some like Bon Iver and Lord vibes. Um, and so I just think like female singer songwriter, um, doing some, some indie pop stuff has been something that I've really, really loved. And I think she has a very creative and interesting sound, um, and is able to like push in a lot of like pop rock, um, into, um, uh, some of her more chill, more, um, I think emotional songs that I think is very unique right now. I really, I really love her, her new song, Scarlet, um, which has just been stuck in my head all week.
0: Go ahead now. Cause I cry-
1: first album uh, the walls are way too thin came out in november of last year um and since then she's been touring and i missed her show in chicago because it was completely sold out so uh, she's on the rise um definitely check her out it's holly humberstone
0: i love when you put me on to someone that i'm gonna feel cool about knowing early
1: <laughs> on <laughs> yes she's definitely going big for sure yeah it's happening.
0: Um. I love that, that clip that I got to hear, and I also just want to say that Holly Humberstone is, like, a top-tier British name.
1: I know, right? It's yeah. almost like a fake British name, yeah. but, like, it's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait, can I ask you, how do you, like, discover this particular artist? Like, I, I feel like there's lots of different ways that you probably hear about music. Is this something, like... You discover you heard her on a playlist you read an article about her like what's your method
1: a lot of it really is Spotify um, I Spotify is my only music subscription service so I don't know if you know Apple music or Amazon who uses Amazon music um, yeah. if others kind of do do this as well but the amount of quality suggestions I get from the Discover Weekly um, playlist every week is absolutely phenomenal. And for those who don't know, I also create seasonal playlists. Um, and so for those seasonal playlists, they also have suggestions. So based on the playlist, I get other suggestions. Um, and so that's, that's part of like my music listening habits are to go through and listen to the discover weekly every week, and then also go through some of my playlists and, um, and try to find new artists that way. And I, I, I think that's a for me at least it's been a great way to find artists that aren't very popular um but still fit into kind of the themes and stuff that i'm you know that i'm looking for and yeah it's been great
0: nice yeah um and then
1: lots of youtube (laughs) okay watching people live on youtube is very fun and so youtube does a lot of suggestions of other artists based off of live shows and stuff like that
0: interesting i would never think to go to youtube to watch musicians perform live (laughs) (laughs)
1: look we've been we've been inside for a long time that's the only way to get live shows i guess now so sure i wouldn't have done Um, that two years ago
0: (laughs) right right well thank you for that lucas this week i am feeling last time i think we had an episode i was feeling a netflix comedy special and this week i'm feeling an hbo max comedy special (laughs) um i am feeling a special that just came out from gerard carmichael called rothaniel um, I feel like we've talked about Gerard Carmichael before on this show. We, didn't we w- both watch one of his his Sundance movie last year? Yes. Yeah. Neither of you, us, I think, enjoyed it very much. Um,
1: I I think I liked it more than you did, but I definitely okay. it definitely it. wasn't um, anything both crazy.
0: Intri- I do remember being intrigued by it because I am always intrigued by his work. I think yeah. he's really smart and interesting. I remember being a fan of his TV show, The Carmichael Show, I believe it was called. All that to say he's he's a comedian whose career I've definitely always like whenever I hear his name, I'm definitely gonna check out and see what's going on. Um and so when I saw that he had a special, and especially when I saw that this special was directed by Bo Burnham, someone who I'm a big fan of and who I knew that they had a close relationship with, um, I was of course gonna planning on watch I was planning on watching this regard no matter what. <clears throat> Um, and I also knew, and and I, I debated on whether this should be said in the podcast episode or not. Um, whether the, people would be annoyed if this counted as a, <laughs> a spoiler, spoiler <laughs> for a comedy special. But I also knew that in this comedy special, um, he, Gerard publicly comes out as gay. Um, and so of course I found that very interesting and I, and I wanted to like hear more about that. So I, I turned this on. Um, and I don't think I was prepared for like what this special for how, um, good and special this is. Um, first thing I want to say is that uh, I want to get out of the way. My comments about Bo Burnham directing this special. (laughs) Yeah. Um, because it's it's not a major part of why I mean it, it's a it is a good significant part of why this special is good but it's not the main reason why the special is good obviously but um, it's so beautiful to look at comedy specials. Bo Burnham has talked about this in a lot of interviews how it's frustrating for him that comedy specials are so boring visually yeah um, and this is so sumptuous the. The mood, the color, the lighting. Um, I feel like I'm transported to a place when I'm watching this comedy special. I feel like I'm looking at a painting. I feel like I'm sucked into a story because of how um, rich it is visually. And so that makes it stand out just like right off the bat. Um, And I, I really appreciate that. But then... To get to the heart of the matter, the special, the content of the special, Gerard's writing and performance and personhood, um, it's just good the moment it starts, and it stays so engrossing the entire way through. It's definitely funny, but it is more in the vein of something like Nanette, you know, where... Mm-hmm. It is a a storytelling and about personal exploration and discovery with jokes throughout than it is a stand-up special um, where it is a comedian hitting you with punchline after punchline. Um, In fact, in this special, he doesn't stand up. He sits down, which I really appreciate and I think adds this intimacy. The special is about him coming out, but it's also about secrets and feelings family secrets. I am in awe of how vulnerable he is. And I think coming out as vulnerable and and revealing things about yourself is vulnerable, but even more so revealing the intimate details of your family members and your relationship with your family members. I can't think of anything more vulnerable than that. Um that send shivers through my spine, the thought of doing that publicly. I think it's really powerful. It's confessional. It's, um, the first half I think is really well-written storytelling. Mm -hmm. And maybe the second half is this very loose, um, interactive experience that he has with the audience. And, That to me, even obviously like being this emotionally vulnerable and coming out, I think has its own, requires its own amount of courage. But what's really brave to me is as an artist, um, having that, taking the risk of having that flexibility in your HBO special. Um, I was, I was in awe of it and I think it's something that everyone should watch, um, I'm, of course, very, I've always been very interested in queer stories, and even I, who I feel like tries to be very thoughtful and sensitive about the queer experience in this country, can sometimes default to the, th- the way of thinking of, it's 2022, we're, we live in a world of queer eye, right? That, like, people... Shouldn't be that shocked about people being gay anymore, right? And it's um, a good reminder of how difficult it still is to be have that honesty with people in your life. Yeah, and I think stories of people coming out late in life are also um, really important because I feel like we often get we focus on these like younger coming out stories a lot, especially in media. Um, and there is a complexity to coming out and uh, later in life. Anyway, I feel
1: like you're acting like he's fi- he's like 80, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, late in right. life. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like he's in his thirties. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's significant. Like you've lived an entire decade of an adult life, you know, um, by that point. Yeah. And so that's very, very different than coming out. At, in your teens or your early 20s. Um, yeah, and and I don't know that there's a – I haven't seen a lot of media, at least, that really reckons with that. It's really good. I don't know if I have much more to say about it other than I think everyone should watch it. Um, oh, the last thing I'll say is that it's an hour-long special, but it flew by. I was yeah. so engaged. It's real quick. But when it ended, I was like – I had to look at the clock to be like, did that really, is this really the end? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Have you seen it, Lucas? I
1: have seen it. Yeah. I also watched it this weekend. Um, What did you think? I thought it was fantastic. I really, I really did. I I think um, if you are planning on watching everything everywhere, I can't, I can never say this at all. Everything Everywhere All at Once, Um, the new Daniels movie that's coming out, uh, that's going wide next weekend. Um, I think it's a perfect pairing with that. Um, Interesting. I think it just the way that it talks about um family and generational trauma um and I think and this is this is something that I feel like everybody feels feels every this is something I feel like everybody deals with is just the fact that like to get to know me you also have to understand my family <laughs> um yeah. to truly know me you have to know yeah how my you don't have to know my family you just have to know where I came from and you have to know how I ended up the way that I am and so that kind of um, special where he's he's kind of saying like I'm going to air my family's dirty laundry because that's how you get to know me <laughs> is mm-hmm. um, such an interesting and I think uh, unique special but also I think it, it kind of hits home for everybody um, and I just think like the way that he tells stories is beautiful but also the way he um, really opens it up and interacts with the audience you, you mentioned that and I think that for me that that made me a little bit nervous anytime you're like yeah the Big audience time. is gonna start talking yeah. uh it can get out of hand and i'm positive it did at certain shows but with this show that they filmed it is tr- truly perfect um kind of the questions that they ask and yeah you don't you, like you don't see specials like this where the audience is you know asking questions and ch- challenging the you know the the comedian and it is it, it feels a little bit like therapy. It feels a little bit like, um, like just friends talking. And yeah. I thought it was really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, go watch it. It's Gerard Carmichael. H- rothaniel is the name of the special, and it's on HBO. Yeah. They want to see how far I'll go. Um, Okay. Before we talk about the lost city. We should review our Oscars experience and, and, and our Oscars <laughs> um, bet that we have every year. For anyone who didn't listen to the last episode, each year for the Oscars, we make our predictions. And whoever w- gets the most right wins the Oscar bet in which the winner gets to pick out a movie that the loser has to watch within the year. Um and uh lucas do you want to explain how that turned out <laughs> <laughs>
1: do i want to explain how it turned out yes i would um i won this year um i would I- i'll say by a landslide i feel like usually it's like by one or two you know like it's very close and this year it was not
0: this year it was three so like i don't know if <laughs> That that's called a landslide, a landslide. <laughs> um so did you get – did you beat me by four?
1: Which are the ones you got wrong?
0: Sound, makeup, yep. cinematography. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and screenplay. Okay, four. Okay, yeah. that's a landslide.
1: Yeah, four is a landslide.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, two, two is neck and neck. Four is a
0: landslide. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, this year – um, I took a lot of risks. You did with my prediction. You did take a lot of, here, of risks, and I knew that going in. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, and none of them paid off. Mm, not ab- a single one.
1: Absolutely none. Um, my my risk by picking Belfast for uh, best original screenplay is the only risk I took, and it also paid off. So yeah, it, it worked out.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's see. You got um two wrong for the whole night is that right
1: uh three because we're including best picture
0: (laughs) oh and best picture yes i forgot about that yeah Um, Yeah.
1: yes, i missed animated short i missed adapted screenplay and then best picture i missed the two coda wins (laughs) right yes yeah
0: yeah so so you won congratulations thank you Um, thank you have you picked out a movie yet for me to watch
1: i have picked out a movie i like to pick movies that you will not see otherwise (laughs) right and not because you'll hate them but just because you'll never get around to it or it will never be a priority for you um and so i'm making this a priority for you the 1960 billy wilder movie
0: the apartment uh lucas (laughs) i'm trying to think if i have seen the apartment actually hold on let me let me just let me do a quick google search i don't think i have
1: it is so steeped in history and like if you know movies you have seen clips of the apartment you have seen the poster like you've seen Jack Lemmon in this movie Shirley MacLaine I
0: okay no I haven't you have
1: not seen the apartment no okay
0: but I I have always meant to
1: it is exactly that I think this is the movie that I think most people who are interested in movies have wanted to see Um, I think it's Billy Wilder's best movie I absolutely adore it Um, and it's on Amazon Prime
0: well I don't think, you know, usually I feel like with us, it takes the person the full year to yep. actually watch the yep. movie. Like we do it the weekend before the next year's Oscars. I right. don't think that will be the case for me this time.
1: I hope not. I'm excited to hear what you think.
0: Um. Well, thank you for that pick. I'm excited to watch The Apartment and congratulations one more time about winning the Oscar bet this year. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Okay. Are we ready to talk about The Lost City?
1: We are ready to talk about The Lost City. It's the
0: is a big budget studio comedy starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Sandra Bullock plays a romance novelist who writes adventure romance and Channing Tatum plays the cover model who plays the like hunky romantic interest in her novels. Um, the she gets kidnapped by a like a billionaire to um try to recover treasure from one of the plot points in one of her adventure novels, and, and Channing Tatum tries to rescue her. When this trailer came out, did we talk about this at all? I'm trying we did to remember. Not, no. Okay. I remember when it came out though, I think the vibe that I had and that a lot of people, at least on the internet, might have had, was how fun. Like look at this big budget studio comedy that we're getting with Sandra Bullock. What I can't wait for this fun time. Mm-hmm. Does does that feel true That's to you? That's exactly. Yep. Exactly. Is that how vibe. you were feeling?
1: Absolutely. This is going to be fun.
0: <laughs> yes. Um the trailer gives away that there is a Brad Pitt cameo in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like that was something that also like kind of sparked a lot of interest, you know, like this is if Brad Pitt's showing up, this movie is gotta be fun. <laughs> have a great time. Um, so I, I didn't have high expectations going into this movie. That yeah. to say that, but I, I was looking forward to it. Um, how did you feel about the Lost City? Ultimately, I guess?
1: okay. So you're gonna set all that up and then not say how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sandra, I had fun. I really Good. had. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, I think. I think one of the things that's difficult with this movie is it's so easily compared to romancing the stone um and so which
0: i've never seen
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> oh okay interesting yeah. well then i'm very curious to see how this conversation goes Great. um i hadn't seen romancing the stone in a long time um but i had seen it and so i ended up rewatching it this weekend after watching the lost city um And I will not make this a Romancing the Stone uh, podcast, but (laughs) Romancing the Stone is a very, very good movie that follows a similar plot to this. Um, I think this movie is, if if you go in expecting Romancing the Stone, you're going to be disappointed. If you go in expecting like a Sandra Bullock comedy, like The Heat, um, then I think you're going to have a fun time. I think Channing Tatum is so good at being dumb and when he plays just a lovable hunk um i think he's really at his best (laughs) and i also think sandra bullock is hilarious she like i I said this about um uh the proposal but i just think like her physical comedy is very very good and the amount of physical comedy she actually gets to do in this movie is a lot (laughs) um Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was um, a great movie. I didn't think it was a movie that I will, you know, watch a lot in the future. But I just I really enjoyed the um, we haven't had just like a fun comedy movie in a while that I've enjoyed. So I thought it was really great to go to a theater and watch this.
0: I felt very similarly. I think this movie is very interesting from like a hollywood production perspective Mm -hmm. it it made me ask a lot of questions and like think a lot not the plot or the content but just like how it got made because here's the thing in ultimately i don't think this movie is very good like i don't think the script is very good um you're right like i probably won't revisit this movie um and as i'm watching it i can like tell all the times where i'm like oh this isn't working or that's a problem whatever Mm -hmm. um but despite that i'm having such a good time right and so that's what's interesting to me is like what makes this movie so so entertaining still despite like its problems um and for me that is star power Uh it is the undeniable charm and talent of some of its actors is that even in the midst of a plot that I'm not really that into um, I'm still like so having so much fun because I because these people are so fun to watch Um, and so that's really interesting to me when you can like decidedly see that that's the case in a movie Um, at least for me that that's it was that very clear that that was the case yeah I think you're right I think Sandra Bullock is She's just so funny. Like she can make the slightest thing, the slightest movements funny. Um, She is this physical comedic actress that we don't get much of. Um, Lucas, if you think she's funny in this, you gotta watch (laughs) Miss Congeniality. Like it's her funniest movie. She is so good in Miss Congeniality. Yeah. She's a star. And like, I'm obsessed with Sandra Bullock. I always love her performances. But watching her in this, um, I'm just like, "Wow, she's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this movie also has a great supporting cast, like I think um I'm oh, I need to pull up the the name of the actress that plays her like manager or her publicist or whatever that character uh is. divine
1: Joy Randolph,
0: yes, so funny, um. I think Patty Harrison has a small role in this movie. Very funny. Bowen Yang has a small role. Um, The actor that played um, Oscar from The Office.
1: Oscar Nunez.
0: Thank you. Yes. Um, He's in this movie for a small amount of time. And every scene with him I found hilarious. Brad Pitt shows up in this movie. Again, this is in the trailer. So I don't feel like that's a spoiler. Um, And gets to be fucking brad pitt like <laughs> when I, brad pitt is on screen it's like oh yeah you are such a movie star yeah i love watching movie stars and like it just ekes out all of that charisma just ekes out of him no matter what he's doing um i will say i think this movie has a channing Tatum channing tatum problem
1: interesting okay yeah.
0: It's hard because I also like Channing Tatum. I'm not you know anti but Channing Tatum is really good at playing like a sexy love interest. He's also really good at playing a like lovable dummy that's funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's good at playing both at the same time. Mm. I don't think he can do I don't think he can meld the two um. I think that's a a, a tricky dynamic Mm -hmm. because I do think he's funny in this movie um, and and definitely lovable um, and and good at playing like the idiot that you love, right? Not the idiot that drives you crazy. Yeah. Um, But he and Sandra Bullock had zero sexual chemistry. (laughs) The romance between them that is supposed to develop was non-existent and nothing about his character was romantically appealing to me in any way or or romantic, or I found was romantically appealing to the Sandra Bullock character. I I, I don't, I I was trying to think back on other performances where he has played romance well and those performances, he are not comedic performances by him. They're very sincere. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like magic Mike, where he gets to be, sexy to women um he those movies have comedy in them but he's not playing a comedic character in those yeah he's playing like the lead that's you know like making the movie move forward Mm -hmm. um so that was probably my biggest problem with this movie is that to me it's like i i I do hate when romance is shoehorned in right because It feels cheap and and bad and um I'd ra- just give me a buddy comedy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like just make it just make it a buddy comedy about a really smart woman and a lovable doofus and them like growing to respect each other. And I would have been very happy with that. Um I think that this movie would have been really great if it was a buddy comedy of her and her publicist slash manager getting trapped in the jungle together, you know. Yeah. Um and that had been a bit of a comedy that way. I also was trying to think of like how do you fix the problem that I think that exists of Channing Tatum being not good at being sexy and dumb at the same time. Um who who could you have cast in that role? Who can do that, right? The only name I could come up with is Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Who I think in those Thor movies is good about being like appealing and also playing kind of like silly and dumb. Yeah. So that was my main issue with the movie. But similarly to you, I had a lot of fun and it was really great to be in a theater and watch a comedy, like a movie that's designed. (laughs) Yeah. To just have laughed after laugh, um, that they put a lot of money towards it. It's good to see that money on the screen. I, yeah, I'm glad that I saw it. Um, But I think the problems in this movie are interesting problems, not frustrating ones.
1: Same. I am very excited to talk about some of those specific plot points that you brought up in spoilers. Um, But I do want to say before we move to spoilers, we have not talked about the best part of this movie, which is Daniel Radcliffe um, playing Abigail Fairfax.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe is always good to me. i I love him
1: he's so good and in this movie he's hilarious he gets to be so funny um and so just wild and entertaining i absolutely think he's the best part of this movie he's so good
0: yeah i mean uh, i i I think i overlooked mentioning him because it's just like such a given that he's always so good and funny whatever he's in yeah um yeah he did you ever see the the movie where he also played a villain villain um the now you see me two. i did not no he plays a villain in that too um it's a very similar character <laughs> you know like mega rich british guy you know got it um
1: classic yeah right yeah
0: <laughs> um I, I think he's funnier in this one uh, yeah. he gets more to do in yeah. this one for sure um okay well i'm ready to talk about spoilers whenever you are yeah
1: let's do it before we get started does
0: anyone want to get out
1: are you paying attention? It's your last chance to walk away. Let me tell you what's going to happen. No, crack and gas.
0: Spoilers.
1: Remember, you wanted this. So specifically to answer your question about Channing Tatum, I think, um, I think, I think you're right. But I think actually what this movie is about, like, I never felt like this was a love story. Um, I felt like this was a uh, getting over your dead husband story. <laughs> um. And so I think what Sandra Bullock is going through with this is um, she's depressed and she is needing to not move on, but just like get back out there in the world. And I think of this as like a a fling with Channing Tatum to get her out out, back out Mm -hmm. there. Not that this is like they're in love forever now kind of a situation, Um, which I don't think that's what the movie was going for at all. But I do think that that was the the vibe that I just got from it, that they're more interested in pushing her forward um, than to make them fall in love
0: so a way that they could have done that plot of like she just needs to move forward with life is to not have them kiss at the very last scene like mm-hmm. have it build up to that and just have them like hook up in the jungle and then kind of acknowledge like i mean that was fun it's not gonna go anywhere but you know
1: yeah 100% we're agree.
0: hot people yeah. like <laughs> who like care about each other now even though we're not soulmates yeah, yeah. um yeah um I just you know it's hard to just see that they're pushing a romance between these two characters and just it's so clearly not working. Um,
1: yeah, I think also just like I think she could have gone into this not looking for love, but also has no expectations. Channing Tatum is challenging. Um, like she said, she likes smart guys, but like every, everybody does, like <laughs> you know to yeah. a point. Like um, and so th- there's there's nothing like she had these expectations of you know how men will be or anything like that, that is like getting challenged here. It's just like, she just learns more about Channing Tatum and turns Mm. out to like him. So I think, I think, and I think one of the things like in romancing the stone, which you have to see, it's so good. In that movie, Kathleen Turner, also a a romance novelist has never been married. And she has this kind of ideal expectation of what men are based on, you Mm. know, what she writes and all of this stuff. Um, and is kind of like holding out for the perfect guy and then going into the jungle and meet, meeting Michael Douglas and kind of that that whole experience you get the you get the her understanding of okay people are not people are not romance novels this is not um, right. how life works and I don't think you get anything like that. There's no like, there's no prior expectation that is then reset based on, Mm uh, based on her experience here. Um, which I just think makes the love story feel less like a Actual love story. Yeah. So,
0: um, I have a proposition for you. Yeah. If you will watch Miss Congeniality this week, I will watch Romancing the Stone this week.
1: Done. Let's do it.
0: Great. Okay. (laughs) Easy. Can't wait. Um, (laughs) Another issue I had with this movie is that a lot of the jokes landed for me, um, but then there were also a lot of jokes that were pretty cheap that did not land. Um, Are
1: they improv jokes? I, I felt like some of these jokes were a little improv in no. a way that like wasn't fleshed out.
0: <laughs> Here's My theory is that... So um, I read... I was looking at Letterboxd reviews, and I saw an um, Demia DiGiwebe Bay. He wrote yeah. in his letterbox review that he did a punch up for this script. Um, he didn't say which jokes were his or anything. Yeah. But I my reading that made me think that like this script has been punched up by a lot of people. Yeah. And I think a lot of the jokes that didn't land for me were probably like late edition punch ups or. Mm-hmm. You like, can tell there's a done, lot of
1: ADR. Uh,
0: yeah, ADR. In this movie, exactly. So. So like the a a lot of the ADR stuff feels so out of place and doesn't add much to the movie. Yeah. And um the funniest parts are Sandra Bullock getting to be do physical comedy. Like yep. what hands down, nothing's funnier than that. It's true. Um the shot of <laughs> when Brad Pitt and Channing Tatum are rescuing her and she's like, "Can I get out of the chair?" and they're like, "No time." And yeah. they're wheelbarrowing her tied to the chair. That's so funny. <laughs> Having her like just keep moving her tied to the chair yeah. is hilarious.
1: Yeah, the whole chair from the time she gets seated in the chair to when she's removed from the chair. I think is the funniest section of this movie. Yeah. Um It's, yeah, like you said, her physical comedy there, just her interactions with the chair and her clothes um, are just, just so good.
0: (laughs) So funny to put her in that pink sequins jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There was here, I want to, I'm trying to remember jokes, not just physical moments, but like actual jokes that did really work for me. And there is one that it's like, it really did get me, um, which is when he's talking about how he names people in his phone. And yeah, he's like, yeah. I mean, I did this with a Jack Trainer, Mark Accountant, Stacy Butt stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great joke, and Channing delivers it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can be very, very funny. It's just, yeah. yeah. There were, but then there were other things like the scene where she peels the leeches off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Fine, funny, whatever. You know, I don't really have any strong feelings about that either way. But then when he turns around and she's like face to face with his dick, was that supposed to be funny or was that supposed to be erotic? It was neither for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so.
1: And it went on um, for a very long time.
0: Yeah. It was very long. It was, it just felt. Not even awkward. It felt out of place and odd. It just, like... So things like that It would just take me out of the movie, right? I'd be in it, and then I would be taken out, because... That was one of the things
1: that, to me, felt, like, ad-libbed. Like, it's like, all right, now Mm -hmm. just, like, kind of talk, you know? And that's what it felt like to me. Even if it was scripted, it just felt like she's just supposed to talk now, and it's just coming up with stuff. And that, to me, is also something that, like, could easily be edited out. Like, there's no need for it, and you just tighten this up a little bit <laughs> so.
0: right yeah um I, I will say that when brad pitt gets shot i should have seen it coming because obviously i know brad pitt's not going to be in this whole movie right but i was mad <laughs> i was really mad i thought
1: it was the like i i i figured he would die just same situation like i he's not going to be in this whole movie i figured he would die i thought he would die in like a funny way Like there would be a mistake and, you know, he might, you know, Channing Tatum might accidentally knock him off a cliff or like something like that. Him getting shot and blood exploding all over Channing Tatum is not the vibe that I had for this movie. Yeah, And so it was shocking and gross (laughs) and not funny in the moment. And I'm sure it worked for some people. But for me, it just took me out for a minute of like, whoa, whoa, what are we watching here?
0: Well, also for me around that point in the movie was when i was starting to realize like i'm not liking channing tatum in this role specifically mm-hmm. like this is mm-hmm. this this isn't working for me the channing tatum of it all and, and so when Brad Pitt showed up around that same time and was like, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is it's it's, a cha- it's hard to stand next to Brad Pitt in any scene, yeah. let me tell you. Like Cuz Brad
1: Pitt is also funny. Like oh, it yeah. it's not just that he was like hot. He was also hilarious. So right.
0: <laughs> No, he's he's funny and 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 so charismatic and also but like Channing Tatum is like widely acknowledged as like very beautiful, right? Yeah. Like He, he's, he leads Magic Mike because he's like, has that physique. He's, but no one, like, no one's hotter than Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Brad Pitt's so hot. (laughs) Any type, any version. Yeah. You have someone, it's, it's hard to consider someone else a romantic interest once you've like, (laughs) remembered that Brad Pitt is in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that was like, frustrating. Like, (laughs) um. I, it does that. Did though remind me of another bit in this movie that I think was like perfectly played comedically, um, and that is when Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock accidentally kill the motorcycle guys. Yes, and their reaction after that of like, "Oh, we just killed someone!" Like, yeah. was so funny. Um, of I, I appreciated it. It reminded me of the moment in Game Night yes where, oh
1: no he died i thought oh, no, i thought the exact died. same thing yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> of like what is it like when a character in a movie actually reckons with the death of another character yeah. <laughs> that they might have caused and how like in, in so many other movies that's just like oh thank goodness and like yeah. in this and they're like oh oh i feel bad <laughs>
1: yeah it it got the biggest laugh out of yeah. the whole movie in our theater is that yeah I actually do want to say, I'm going to caveat, I'm going to put a little uh, call out here. Okay. Um, When I say it got the biggest laugh in our theater, um, we were the only ones in our theater. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which was great. But also, I have found, um, uh, this this isn't a hack, this isn't a a secret, um, it's just something that I've never realized before, is you can buy tickets to movies with subtitles. Yes. Um, You can go to the closed caption theaters. One, fewer people are in those theaters. And two, you get subtitles, which is great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I did that for the first time with this movie, uh, and it was amazing. Having subtitles is great.
0: What theater was that at? AMC. AMC, interesting.
1: Yeah. I'm sure not every movie has that, but I think a lot of the bigger movies have the subtitles um, the closed caption theaters. And so,
0: yeah, yeah. It varies what gets offered. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. But, uh, it, it definitely fewer people are in those theaters and, uh, it's great. I love it.
0: (laughs) Neat. Well, I'm glad that we both got to watch something fun. I feel like it's been a while since we've watched like an outright comedy. Um, at least as for for the podcast. Um,
1: I agree.
0: Was there anything else you want to say before we like before we head out
1: i don't think so i think for me like this (laughs) watching this movie and then going back and rewatching romancing the stone and then watching everything everywhere all at once like right in a row uh (laughs) puts this movie at like the bottom list of the things that i've watched this week uh but that in no way takes away from how fun it is uh and i just really enjoyed watching a fun movie in theaters
0: (laughs) yeah pure pleasure yeah um all right. Well, thank you for listening. I hope that everyone has a great week.
1: will yep. talk to you later. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you. Goodbye, now. Goodbye. Go away. I'll see you soon, okay?
1: That's it. Go home. Yeah.
0: Moving along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people.